If you would, open up God's Word this morning to Genesis chapter 32, and we're going to begin in verse 22, Genesis 32, and beginning in verse 22. And this morning, as we're continuing on our series about identity theft and looking at our identity in Christ and what the Bible has to tell us about living out that identity in our personal lives. And this morning, uh, as we think about identity theft, you know, one of the things that uh, the credit card industry does and uh, the industry just in general about uh, doing charges online and various things is that uh, when you're using a credit card or something, they want you to identify yourself in some way, to set up passwords and uh, security measures so that someone doesn't come in to use your identity. And so they want you to identify yourself and make it very clear that you are who you say you are. And I want to kind of take that as a thought for the message this morning uh, about identify yourself. But we're going to look at this from a spiritual standpoint this morning, and that is identifying yourself for who you really are. In the scriptures today, we're looking at a, uh, a young man named uh, Jacob. I mean, uh, yes, Jacob. And in the scriptures, Jacob is having an encounter, and this encounter that he's going to have is a moment that will change his life. And you know, in our lives, a lot of times we have moments that change our lives. Sometimes they change us in small ways, sometimes in big ways. Sometimes there are moments in our life that change us forever. And those can come in both bad and good forms. I have seen people who have had bad experiences and bad moments in their life that have left them feeling bitter or broken and have attitudes towards life and other people in a very negative way. And yet I have also seen from a positive standpoint of people who have had moments in their life that have left them in a good way. It's changed their direction in life. It's changed their attitude about life. It's changed their approach and how they do things. And so that moment in life has left them changed forever in a good way. Matter of fact, as I look across this congregation, I am filled with a little bit of joy because I know of some of you and some moments you have had in your life that has had a powerful, positive change in your life in a great way. And it brings joy to my heart. How do we grab those moments and make them to a positive, productive change in our life? In the scriptures that we look at today, this man named Jacob has a moment that uh, some people have identified him as wrestling with God. Some people identify him as wrestling with an angel. But it's definitely a spiritual experience. Uh, personally, I, I think that he had an encounter with the Lord Jesus there. And as you look at this encounter, it can leave you kind of scratching your head uh, because he has this wrestling match and he seems to be having a grip on this one that, that uh, they can't break free from it. But sometimes God allows things to happen in our life so that we have learning experience. And I believe that's what was happening here. And so we'll find out from Jacob here this moment that would change his life forever in a positive way. How do we get those changes? That's what we're going to look at today. And let's read this in Genesis chapter 32 and beginning in verse 22. And reading this out of the New King James, it says, And he arose, meaning Jacob, 
Jacob has a point in his life now that he, uh, he's married. He has uh, starting to develop his own family and his own possessions. But he has a history behind him that he's trying to get settled, to change his life in a positive way. He has a twin brother that was born at the same time just moments before him. His name is Esau, and he's about to encounter Esau after having left Esau with a very bad taste in his mouth. So it says, he arose that night and he took his two wives, his two female servants and his 11 sons, and he crossed over the ford of Jabbok. And he took them and he sent them over the brook and sent over what he had. And then Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. This moment right now is just Jacob alone with what the Bible described as a man with a capital letter, M. Some that... Some have identified wrestling with God, the wrestling with the Lord Jesus, wrestling with an angel. He was definitely having a spiritual experience, whichever perspective you want to look at it. In verse 25, it says, Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. So as he's wrestling in this spiritual experience, Jacob is hanging on with all he has, towards the point that this spiritual being touches his hip and it's touched at the socket. And it says that the socket of his hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Verse 26 says, And he said, Let me go, for the day breaks. But he, me and Jacob, said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Now, this is really showing Jacob's personality because he's one who has continually, ever since he was born, hanging on to someone else, trying to get something better, trying to get blessings in his own personal life, trying to get things to his gain. And so at this moment, he's saying, I'm not going to let you go. I'm hanging on till you bless me. I believe something's a little bit different for Jacob at this point as he realizes this is not a normal human being. This is not a normal moment in life. This is a moment that if he's ever held on for something good and for a blessing, this is the moment for him. And I believe for some of you today, this is your moment too. A moment you need to reach out, that you need to grab hold of, and don't let go of this moment till you get the blessing that God has for you. So in verse 27, it says, he said to him, what is your name? The one that Jacob is battling is with him says, what's your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. The spiritual being, whether you want to look at it as wrestling with God, whether wrestling with the Lord or wrestling with the angel, The spiritual being says, what is your name? And he says, it's Jacob. He said, no longer will you be called Jacob. Your name from now on is going to be Israel because you have struggled with God and with men and you have prevailed, you have overcome. Your life has been changed from this moment forward. Verse 29 says, Jacob asked saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. And so Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. And just as he crossed over Peniel, the sun arose on him, and he limped on his hip. 
Therefore, to this day, the children of Israel do not eat the muscle that shrank, which is on the hip socket, because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip in the muscle that shrank. Lord, I pray this morning, God, that these scriptures that are just a powerful realization that each one of us have moments in our life that will change our lives. And those greatest moments are the moments that we wrestle with you, that we wrestle out our lives and our lives are changed. And Lord, I don't know what each person needs in their life today, but Lord, I believe that this is a moment that you have for some people today that they need to reach out and grab hold of it. Lord, a moment that can change their life forever. And Lord, I pray, God, that you would do it in a powerful and a positive way with your Holy Spirit in a way that only you can do. And Lord, I pray that they'll reach out, grab it, and and not let go. And Lord, we'll give you the praise and honor and glory. And it's in your holy name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. You know, when you look at seizing those moments for Jacob, and I believe that for some today, this may be where you're at in the first step to changing your life, to grabbing on to a moment that's going to be positive and productive in your life is to identify yourself for who you really are. If you want your life to change, there comes that realization moment that you identify yourself for who you really are. If this was an angel, if this was the Lord Jesus, if this was some spiritual being, whatever form it may be, As they're wrestling, the question from the spiritual being to Jacob is, what is your name? Now, I don't know about you, but when I see that question, I'm thinking, you know what his name is. There's no doubt. Whether it's an angel, whether it's the Lord Jesus, whatever spiritual being, there is no doubt that the one that Jacob was wrestling with knew what his name was. This wasn't some unexpected encounter. This wasn't some strange individual. But yet, they asked, what is your name? Why was that question asked when in reality they really knew what his name was? It was for Jacob to identify himself for who he really is. You see, the name Jacob was given to him because, as I said a while ago, he was born with a twin brother. His twin brother's name was Esau. He was red and hairy, so his father and his mother identified him and called him by Esau. But Jacob came out right behind his brother Esau, born second, holding on to his heel. And so they named him Jacob, which means supplanter. We don't use that word very much, but it means to take the place of someone by force or just feeling in for them or by deception. Jacob lived up to that name. You see, if we were to go back in the Scriptures, back to a few chapters of Genesis 25, we we would see that when Jacob was born, he was holding on to his brother's heel. He came in second, which meant that he would have second birthrights. His brother would get the first birthright, which would mean he would be overseer of the family when his father passed away that his brother would get double portions of inheritance, and so he would be kind of second place. That wasn't a place where Jacob wanted to be, neither was it a place where his mother wanted to be. And so when the spiritual being identifies who he is, he says, what is your name? He's saying, identify who you really are. You're of one who has always been trying to deceive others. 
You see, when you identify yourself for who you really are, sometimes you need to identify your past mistakes that you've made. And for this moment, I believe that Jacob was having to do a flashback. Have you ever had flashbacks in your life where things of the past that have not always been good things kind of flash in your mind? And in my personal opinion, I think that Jacob had a flashback at this moment that he's flashing back of, my name is Jacob, subplanner, heel catcher, one who has been always trying to get something from somebody else, deceiver. That's who I am. You see, he had to identify some of his past mistakes, which went back to Jacob at a point when his brother came back from hunting, was starving, He made a bowl of uh, porridge and he said, tell you what, I'll give you some of this Esau if you just give up your birthright to me. And he said, give it to me, I'm starving. Very casually and carelessly, he gives up his birthright to his brother. Then his mother joins in and they deceive his dad into blessing Jacob for the inheritance rather than Esau, who was the firstborn. And so Jacob is looking back at his past. He's recalling it, and he's realizing some of the mistakes of his past life. And if he was ever going to be able to see this moment and be able to make a change in his life, he had to identify himself for who he really was, a deceiver, and be able to identify the mistakes that he's made in the past. And there are many people today, maybe some sitting in this congregation, That before you can ever move on and claim the blessings that God has for you, because that's what Jacob was looking for, a blessing from God, a change in his life, a moment that would be different. you got to identify yourself for who you are. If you've been a deceiver, just be honest with God and say, God, I want to admit my mistakes. I have deceived others. If you've been a a liar, just say, God, I've been a liar. If you're... You know, in the beginning of really identifying yourself is you got to admit it to yourself before anybody else. I've been a liar. I've been a cheater. I've been an adulterer. I've done these things in my life. And they're outside of what God created me for. Identify those. Now, you know, doing that sometimes is not very pleasant, is it? Can I tell you this morning, I've lied before. And I don't like being called a liar. Matter of fact, you want to make me mad, call me a liar. And I'll be mad pretty fast. I've stolen before, but I don't like to be called a thief. But before I've ever been able to get to where God wants me to be, I've had to admit some things in my life that I have lied and that made me a liar. I have been a thief and that's made me a thief. I've had to admit different things so I can move on to the blessings that God has for me. Here, Jacob had to identify his past mistakes, but he also had to identify his present lifestyle. The scriptures that I just read to you tells him about him being with his two wives and his sons and all the things that he has. And if we were to go on, we see that Jacob has gone through his life not only deceiving his brother, but even when he got to a point that he got his eyes on someone he wanted to marry. Even when he tried to do something right, he had to include a little bit of deception even in that so he could get more stuff. Thing was, his father, one that would become his father-in-law, put a little deception back to him as well. As you look at his life, Jacob's life has been one that has been just continually deceiving others, trying to get for himself, not by asking God to just bless him, but by trying to reach out and take from others. 
And before Jacob could ever get a point that he could get God's blessings, he had to deal with his past mistakes and he had to deal with his present lifestyle that had to be changed. And there may be some in this service today that, as I said, it's not always pleasant, but it is powerful. Did you hear that? If you heard me say amen. It's not always pleasant, but it sure is powerful. When you get to step one of identifying yourself for who you really are. The second thing that I see about Jacob was that not only did he identify himself for who he really was, he said, I am Jacob. But you've got to wrestle things out with God just like Jacob had to wrestle with God. Wrestling things out as Jacob is there wrestling with God, wrestling with the Lord, wrestling with an angel, whichever way you want to perspective, look at it from your perspective. As he's wrestling it out, it is a point that he is exhausting himself to a point that everything is just being laid out. And that's what I kind of really see wrestling with God today. And that is getting to a point that you just wring it all out before God. Just get to a point that you lay it all out there and just expose you for yourself. If you have your app this morning, you'll see that it says, wrestle it out with God. And then I've got wrestle out his forgiveness. And wrestling out his forgiveness, God is not that difficult to get his forgiveness. It's as easy as the Bible says that if we are faithful and just, no, it says if we are willing to admit our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. That's not the hard part. The wrestling is not necessarily wrestling out to where God breaks down, but it's where we break down. Wrestling it out to where we say, God, this is not right in my life. This was not right. I made a mistake. I done wrong in your eyes. And right now, Lord, I want to get forgiveness. And you know what? God is willing to do that. But what I've seen a lot of people is they'll come to an altar or they'll come to a point in their life and they'll say, God, forgive me. Lord, I don't want to carry this baggage around with me. And then they pick up their baggage and they take it back out with them. I read a story of a person recently that they had asked God to forgive them. They'd asked God to forgive them. They asked God to forgive them. And they just couldn't ever get to a point that they could really get over it. Because they kept thinking, will God really forgive me? Has he forgiven me? And they heard of a person, a woman who was a very powerful woman in prayer. And that sometimes when she prayed, she'd hear from God. And so this man went to this woman who was a prayer warrior beyond all other prayer warriors. And he came to her and he said, I heard that when you pray, sometimes God speaks to you. She said, he does. He said, would you do me a favor? The next time you're praying and God speaks to you, ask him if I've done anything wrong. She said, well, it's a little strange, but okay. He left, waited a couple of weeks, came back to her house, and he said, did you talk to God? She said, yeah, I talk to him every day. He's a little hesitant. He said, did God speak to you? She said, oh, yeah. He said, did you, did you ask him if I'd done anything wrong? She said, I did. He said, what did he say? He said, he don't remember. You see, the Bible tells us God takes our sins and he casts them as far as the east is from the west to remember them no more. He 
cast them to the depths of the sea. You see, what that young man needed to know was, yes, God will forgive you and he'll forget about it. That's where a lot of us are in wrestling out our forgiveness with God and to realize that when God forgives you, he doesn't keep holding it over. He just lets it go. Wrestling out your forgiveness and wrestling out his future plans. God does have a plan for you and no matter what mistakes you've made, no matter how bad you've messed up, God's got a plan for your life and a future for your life that is far better. You see, when God or this spiritual being asks Jacob, what is your name? And he says, Jacob, he says, no longer are you Jacob, you're Israel. That statement was basically saying, we're forgetting all about your past and all your sins and all your mistakes. We've got a new future plan for you. No longer will you be Jacob, you're going to be Israel. And as the scripture tells us, the name Israel means to struggle with God. And he said, you have struggled with God and with man and you have prevailed or overcome. You see, the wrestling it out with God, I believe for Jacob was not for God's sake. It was for Jacob's sake. Same is true for you and I. We have to wrestle with the things of our past and our mistakes and where we've been and where we are now, not because we need to get the advantage over God, but we just need to break down so we can let go and let God have control. And that's where Jacob was. He identified himself for who he really was. He wrestled it out with God for his own benefit, and then he claimed God's blessings. You see, the Bible tells us, no longer will you be Jacob, you'll be Israel. And then he said, what, Jacob asked the being, said, what is your name? He said, oh, you want to know my name, huh? (laughs) He said, I'm just going to bless you. It's kind of like God said, enough's enough. We've accomplished what we've come for. It's time to move on. And God blessed him. And I hope some of you are at that point today in your life. That you and God have come to a point you've said, enough's enough. It's been accomplished. It's over. It's finished. Now let's move on. And then you can claim God's blessings. And when you claim God's blessings, I want to encourage you to do what we see identified with Jacob. Claim it openly. When God blesses you, just claim it, but claim it openly. The Bible tells us that when he left, he left with a limp. Everybody knew that something had happened to Jacob. And that should be true about your life. When God blesses you, when he touches your life, then claim his blessings openly and let other people know there has been a change in your life. That God has changed something to to you and he has put blessings in your life beyond what you expected. But you know, the Bible tells us that not only did he claim it openly, but you need to claim it for others too. You see, when Jacob walked off, the Bible tells that, that all of Israel said, we'll never eat that part of the meat again. Because he was touched by God. You see, he claimed God's blessings that was open to everybody and it touched all of Israel. When God blesses your life, it should not only be for your own personal blessings, but it should be blessings that you claim that will touch other people's life. And you know, I was with someone recently and they was talking about the men and stepping up and being leaders and how that... I don't remember the exact percentage, but I think it was something around this, that when the mother in the family is a Christian, but the dad is not, that it's 15% likely that the children will grow up to be Christians too. But when the father is a Christian and the mother's not, 
there's over a 75% chance, I think he said 90% chance, that the children will be Christians as well. I say that to say not anything about moms or dads. It's just to let us know that if God's touched your life, whether you're a mom or a dad, claim those blessings for your family. And sometimes it's time for men to just step up and claim the blessings that God has for them. I want to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes for just a moment. Is it time to identify yourself this morning for who you really are? Not who other people think you are. Not what you have tried to cover up so that other people wouldn't see. But is it time to just get open and honest with God and just identify yourself for who you really are? It may not be pleasant, but it'll be powerful when you just admit who you are in your own personal life. And I have seen people that they've made mistakes and they even try to cover that up and pretend like it's something else. This morning, identify yourself for who you really are. If you're trying to put on something fake so that you can gain something else, if you're trying to cover it up, if you're a cover-up, just call yourself a cover-up. Identify your past mistakes. Identify your present lifestyle. And just be open with God and tell Him who you really are. And then wrestle it out with Him. God's going to forgive you, but maybe you need to wrestle out being open and honest. Maybe you need to be wrestling out that God will forgive you and forget your sins. And then you can claim God's blessings and leave it openly and even for others in your family. This morning, if there's been a struggle in your life, you really need to identify yourself so you can claim God's blessings. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm going to leave that between you and God. Just you and Him. You say, wait a minute, Pastor, you said claim it openly. That's going to be up to you. If I asked you to raise your hand, it would be like I persuaded you. And this morning, God doesn't want me to persuade you in any way. He just wants you to take the action. And for you, it may be this morning you just need to come and maybe kneel at the altar. Maybe for you, it's that you need to come and acknowledge it to me. Maybe you need to openly confess it before the church. Or maybe you just need to leave and need to go talk to someone else. But let there be a difference in your life. You see, though, there's moments that come along that change your life forever. And I am totally convinced that today God has this moment for somebody or some individuals today that this is your moment to change your life forever. Get rid of the past. Get rid of your present lifestyle wrestle it out with God and then claim God's blessings and your life will be totally different Lord I know personally I, I, I love to pray for people and claim blessings for people but this morning you said just leave it with them it's between you and them and so Lord I pray and lift them up to you whoever it may be that needs to claim this moment today for their life a moment that's going to change their life and their future forever and Lord, I, I acknowledge that sometimes people have bad moments in their life. And there may be some in here that this is their moment to change the bad to the good. Maybe they're dealing with some bitterness or some brokenness. And today's that moment to identify themselves. I'm a bitter person. I'm an angry person. I'm a sick and tired person. Whichever side of the fence they're on, bitter or broken, 
beaten or taken advantage of. Today's the day they're going to just call it for what it is and change their life and grab this moment, claim this moment as their moment today. Lord, I just feel the presence of your spirit right now. Just where you're at, heads bowed. Would you just go ahead and deal with God? If you need to come to the altar, come. If you just need to talk to God right there, but would you reach out and grab this moment to change your life forever? It might be a change that's just a small change. It might be a majestic change. But would you reach out and grab it? Whatever you need to do, whatever God is asking you to do, whether it's call your name or whether it's make a change, would you do that right now? Identify yourself for who you really are and let God make you into who you really want to be and who God wants you to be. Would you do that right now? Lord, I'm just praying for every person in this congregation. Lord, I I want them to be able to claim this moment, to grab this moment, to see their life change forever. So God, would you do what only you can do in their lives? God, would you help them to be real with themselves and be real with you? And God, may they reach out and get those real blessings that only you can give. We try to sometimes take blessings. We try to make something of ourselves that we're not. But Lord, I pray, God, that they'll reach out and get the blessings that you have for them. And Lord, I'm going to claim in the name of Jesus and by the blood of Christ that Satan's going to be defeated. And Lord, that you're going to be glorified. And it's in your holy name I pray. Amen.